Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coordination.com, part of SBNation.com. And if you're seeing this and not hearing this, we also managed to get this on YouTube. I apologize. It's all John's idea. We'll see if I can get this right, because John's recording this on his end, video-wise. So when I point, I can't guarantee that I'm pointing in the right direction. So, my name is Greg Mahochko, over here. He's our founder and fearless leader, John Dam Johnston. And down here, we'll go with that, is uh, our special guest this week, Todd Wolverton. Uh, John, how are you, sir? Yeah, I'm great. I'm great. It's uh, looking more like we might actually try to have a football season, and that is great news for everybody who loves America. It's bad news for the communists. There's commie pinko motherfuckers that hate America and want to see us fail. Todd, how are you, sir? I'm I'm not quite that good, but I I'm I'm pretty good. Yeah, it, good news today. It looks like we might have football. Um, that's pretty exciting. I'm not sure about the other sports that they're as excited, but uh, yeah, looks pretty good. And if if you're joining us and you remember Todd's last visit. He's not in his parents' basement this time. So. He isn't? Well, I, yes, I am. It's just a different view of my parents' basement. <laughs> well, color me and my shocked. mom made chicken tonight, and we had corn on the cob and salad. I also had a homemade meal. I had breakfast for dinner with a homemade breakfast casserole and some homemade um, pizza which uh, is a family recipe, and uh, my dad made it, and, and uh, it's it's delicious. Petitza. Petitza. It's a, it's a, is, is this something your dad made up and just called it something, or is this actually a thing? Well, I figured if I called it by its common nomenclature, you would get a funny look on your face, and, and uh, yeah, kind of like that. Uh, we we in, in the family, first of all, it's usually only around at Christmas time. But uh, it's it, the common uh, word for it is nut roll, and it's a bread uh, that has like a, a cinnamon, uh, like crushed walnuts, and and you roll that into into a loaf, and then you bake it. That sounds like Christmas right there. That's what that sounds like. You stay there. I can go get the rest of it out of the fridge and show you. You can see the nice layers. Uh, if this, if it was, let me put it this way. If my dad was ever a contestant on the great uh, British baking competition, and I don't care if it's cake, cupcake, cookie, biscuit, whatever, if, if he made the nut roll, he'd win every time. Wow. My grandma's wow, recipe. You can get it at halftime and show everybody. Okay. I'm excited. It really is quite delicious. And uh, my son liked it too. And my wife, who's not a fan, she says to him, oh, you guys can just have as much of it as you want. And I told her, nope, I can have as much as I want, and he can have as much as I'm willing to share. That's how it works, king of the castle. Damn right. 
Uh, so we're wait, excited. Wait, before we move on, I just want to ask them, uh, does your mom cook for you all the time, Todd? <laughs> uh, pretty no, much, pretty much, John. <laughs> yeah, we had fried eggs and bacon and toast for lunch today. So, wow. yeah, yeah, she does. She does. She's a really good cook. Now, I, well, I, I feel like she she should worked. be. She's had ninety five years to practice. <laughs> there you go. There you go. No, I I downtown yesterday. I worked downtown at the state office building and went to Yaya's Pizza. People had told me that was a good place to get pizza, and it truly was. Had a good slice of the local style and really good. So, okay, let's dive into that a little bit. There's obviously Brooklyn. What are we diving into? Well, shut up, John. I'm getting to it. Oh yeah. There's Brooklyn style pizza. There's Chicago deep dish. There's like the St. Louis style, which is Emos is the brand I'm not really a fan of, but I've never heard of the the local. What what's the what's well, the Lincoln? I, I probably I probably misspoke. It it described the toppings. Oh. This is a place that has you know the Polynesian pizza and the Southern pizza and the farmer pizza and that kind of stuff. And the one I got was called the toppings were called the local pizza, which was the closest thing to traditional pizza with uh, sausage and there was some beef and pepperoni, olives, that type of thing on it. See, I'm I'm kind of I'm, I'm old school when it comes to pizza. Whoever allowed people to put chicken and barbecue sauce and avocados and artichokes and that kind of crap on pizza. I mean, pizza is supposed to be sausage and pepperoni and mushrooms and some veggies and lots of cheese and stuff. Leave that other stuff off that, that just uh god all right since, we're supposed to be talking football now we're talking we always talk food when i'm here no no since, since you brought it up i've got to mention my favorite uh pizza place in my town belva illinois I, I give them a shout out on most of my podcasts i'll do it on the five heart podcast as well if you're ever in the st louis area you gotta uh, go across the river a few miles go to uh belleville main street east main benny's pizza pub I, I'm a traditionalist like you, Todd. I, I think, you know, there are ingredients you should have on pizza, and there's ingredients you should not have on pizza. But I'm also fat. Uh, so the, when I first went there, I saw this, uh, and it's pizza by the slice, and the slice of pizza is a quarter of a pizza, just to give you an idea. Um, and I saw this particular topping or particular type of pizza they have called the Hawaiian hog. And I was intrigued. I would, I would like to, if you'll indulge me, read to you the ingredients, the toppings on the Hawaiian hog pizza at Benny's Pizza Pub, downtown Belleville, Illinois. Oh, God, please do. We have bacon, Canadian bacon, jalapenos, pulled pork, red onions, and pineapple drizzled with barbecue sauce and sprinkled with cilantro. Now... I have always been in my life a firm believer that Hawaiian pizza should not exist. You, you Canadian bacon is just ham and pineapple should never be on pizza. And then I tried the Hawaiian hog and I saw heaven. I saw the pearly gates. I saw St. Peter standing there and he said, Greg, if you die right now, you're coming in. That's how good this pizza was. So you, you kept it anything up with pork. 
You both talked at the same time. John first. Go ahead, John. You you kept an open mind. You tried something new and you enjoyed it. Well, I like I, I, I like, like pulled you pork. Congratulated and and you know encouraged. John, I would love for you to encourage me to do anything. You, you are you are only always putting me down, and I would love some positive re- feedback and reinforcement from you. Next time, you should get the gas station sushi. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Todd. Todd, what was your comment, sir? No, I I think anything. Anytime you load pork up on something, it's it's good. So you know, you get a pass on that. I mean, geez, please. Yeah, pile it full of pork. All right. By the way, uh, first slices on me when you guys come visit. (laughs) My family won't eat pork. Yeah, but I, I didn't say for them. I said for you, John. I know that, but it's depressing. I keep wanting to smoke some pork. and then... Well, you can't very okay, well smoke zucchini. Let's move can, on to Nebraska can, football. Can you smoke zucchini or whatever that yeah. they would eat? I do. I, I smoked mac and cheese this last weekend. I smoked a chicken. I smoked it, but I'll tell you what, we got tomatoes coming in in our garden. I'm the old guy talking about my garden now. Shitloads of Roma tomatoes. You can cut those into halves and smoke those for like two, three hours, and they're absolutely wonderful. Nice. How, uh, what would their flavor, uh, c- compare their flavor to what, what is traditionally called a sun-dried tomato? Uh, well, they're not dried out, and then they are smoky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, I'm not the greatest food guy. I can make food that people will eat and not die. That's my goal generally when cooking. Dad, could you make supper and not kill us? Well, yes, but you might get ill. That's kind of my brand of cooking right there. You know, I mean, if people want to have like something fancy or something like that, they'd fucking go buy it. John's Restaurant, the slogan, we won't kill you, but you'll get the runs. It's always an adventure. Speaking of the runs, that Dietrich Mills, uh, quite the running back for Nebraska, and uh, we got a little information today about uh, the Big Ten football schedule. Boys? We did. We got a Big Ten football schedule. It doesn't look anything like it did six months ago, that's for sure. No, but it's a schedule. <laughs> Who, who wants to start? Who wants to finish? I do. Well, we start at <laughs> Rutgers. I thought that was a very interesting choice, given that, you know, Rutgers has had some problems with uh, keeping their program uh, out of danger with regards to that thing that we weren't going to talk about. Uh, and then you've got that whole New Jersey thing going on. And I don't know what the stat it's they're quarantining people that come into New Jersey. Right. That was, that was my first thought, too. And, you know, when I saw Rutgers up there, I said, well, will Nebraska even have a first game? I mean, is that going to be one of those things where Rutgers doesn't have enough healthy players? And, you know, I, I don't know how that's going to work. Now, but. get this. Someone pointed out that uh, not following Major League Baseball, apparently there was a Major League Baseball game in New Jersey just like in the last two days. Hmm. No. Maybe hockey. I don't know what it was. I can't remember. But they pointed out that somebody, maybe it was the MLS. I don't know. Does New Jersey have anything worth a shit? Anyway, those people are allowed to. What's that? Bruce Springsteen. Well, there you go. But uh, 
those people are allowed to play their games. And somebody pointed out that it was considered business essential travel so that Nebraska should have no problem actually going there and playing a game because, you know, when they make these rules, they always make exceptions for the special people uh, like me. I can go anywhere. So you're, you're, uh, you're like Johnny Cash. Yeah, he's, exactly. he's been everywhere, man, and you can go everywhere, man. So Nebraska starts out Rutgers. Uh, I mean, you said, comments in that. logistically speaking, all they got to do is get there two weeks before the game if there was some type of 14-day quarantine, right? They just fly out extra early, practice at a local high school or something. I get the feeling they're going to – here's what's going to happen with these games. They're going to get on a charter plane. They're going to fly to Rutgers. They're going to get off the plane, play the game, get back on the plane, fly the hell out of there. And pretend they were never there. You know, so when when everybody started saying, like, you know, the Big Ten is going to play a conference-only schedule. People are like, well, they should play regional. It'd be less exposure. Bullshit. It's not like they're going to get on a bus and drive to Penn State to play a football game. You know what I mean? It's not like they're all going to get out at Quick Trip and go inside and go, hey, you got any gas station burritos we can have for the trip? No. They're just going to fly there, get on a, you know, play, get out. That's in. It's like a commando raid. Yeah. Get in, get out. Lose as few as possible. All right. Uh, what What's more dangerous? Since you brought up two uh, gas station uh, meals now, what's more dangerous, the gas station burrito or the gas station sushi? Burrito, because it's common. You really have to work really hard to find gas station sushi. Okay. Although it's becoming more prevalent, I understand. All I'm right. looking forward to trying some soon. Uh, okay. I, I want to point out uh, the worst case scenario uh, for everyone who's a Nebraska fan anywhere in the universe, including, you know, planets we haven't discovered yet because, you know, they're going to watch this beam someday. And that the worst case scenario for the 2020 season, I'll probably write about this tomorrow morning, is that Nebraska gets to go play Rutgers. We lose to Rutgers and then the rest of the season is canceled. And we're left with the 2020 season is you fuckers lost to Rutgers. And we have to hear about this for like, I don't know, all of our lives forever. So you kind of look at it and you go, great. We're starting at Rutgers. It's kind of like playing a non-conference game. Greg Schiano has just returned to save them from themselves. Uh, They'll be, you know, trying to figure out who they are by the time we show up and we're trying to figure out who we are, but at least we've had two years to figure it out. Uh, but you know, well, we may, we may be familiar with the quarterback if Noah Vedrill is the quarterback. Well, that is true. You have a good point. Good point. Then we get Illinois at home and I've always really enjoyed one thing about Illinois and that's pronouncing the S in that state's name because it annoys a lot of people. You'd be surprised who it doesn't annoy, John. Only guy in this room with two thumbs. Yeah. So, I mean, Illinois is another team that uh, – do you look at this and you say, is that a win or a loss? I would hope that we'd have our shit together for a win. Uh, you know, I mean, it's at home. Be the first home game for the 2020 season. Be a full stadium and Nebraska fans, according to Bill Moose, because he's crazy or he's drunk, and I love him very much. Because that man – is that guy's like running for president – 
And you know what? If Nebraska can fill their stands, they, we should just say, fuck these two guys we got running for the Democrats and Republican and vote for Bill Moose to be president because he can't suck any worse than the shit we got coming up. Well, anyway, politics aside. Thank yeah, you. Illinois, I mean, you know, is that a win? You know, you'd like to think that we could win at home against Illinois, yeah. And then you got uh, Wisconsin and Time home. Time out. Yes? Time out. But I want to go back to uh, filling the stands at Memorial Stadium. If the athletic department, if the university said, pandemic be damned, state regulations, whatever, be damned, if you want a ticket – we're gonna, and you want to pay for a ticket? We're gonna let you through the gates. That would just be the ultimate fu. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it'd be kind of crazy. I mean, it'd be a way to say uh, we don't give a shit. We're gonna live life anyway. And, and then, of course, the the hope would be that you know, two weeks later, you don't have Nebraskans dying in the streets, which would look really bad. And everybody would go, see, we told you sports weren't worth it and blah, blah, blah. On the other hand, if it worked and nobody died in the streets or got ill and got sent to the hospital, then Nebraska would be the richest athletic department in the nation and be able to buy all the recruits we want. <laughs> so, John, you know, this is video I don't think now, that, right? I, you know, the governor has no problem with filling the stands. I mean, you know, with a lot of the decisions that he's been involved with in the last you know week to 10 days um he doesn't see that a problem back in that stadium uh he might tell people well you know you might want to think about wearing a mask because there's a a proper time and place where it makes sense to wear a mask and so you know you might get that out of him uh but i certainly don't think he's the one that's gonna you know insist that there's uh 50% 50% or 20%. It's going to have to be somebody else that makes that decision. That, that Having never been to a game at Memorial Stadium, do they hand out, you know, you, you go to a lot of pro games, be it baseball. You know, I went to uh, the home opener for the St. Louis Battlehawks, and my son and I each got one of the little towels, you know, that was sponsored by a, a local company to wave around in the arena. Um, do they hand out? Towels, trinkets, anything like that uh, at Memorial Stadium? And if so, could could you – and if they don't, could you find a local sponsor like you know, who would be willing to slap their label and a, a, their logo and a Husker logo on a mask? So, hey, if you don't have a mask, we have one for you. Oh, by the way, it also has – you know, Valentino's logo on it or whatever, you know, and then you have 75,000 people rocking the logo on their face all on camera and everything else. That's a good idea. I think that's a great idea. I've never been to a Nebraska game where they've handed stuff out, you know, like all those SEC stadiums, they always put pom-poms on the seats of, you know, throughout the stadium. And, you know, I, I've never been to a game where they've handed stuff out. But, I, Greg, I think that's a great idea. Now's your time to shine, Lincoln Businesses. <laughs> I think it's a great idea, too. I don't think they ever hand anything out because they're like, why would we give this shit away for free when people will always buy it anyway? People people buy damn balloons. What What's a balloon cost anymore? I've never I've never bought a balloon. But Wait, wait, wait. People have to – you have to buy those balloons? Oh, yeah. yeah. What the hell do you think's going on? I, this oh, is capitalism. Yeah. Honestly, I thought they were giving away to kids. Uh, for No, there's 
there's different organizations that sell them, you know, like for fundraisers and stuff. And uh, I don't know, they're probably like five bucks for two balloons or three balloons or something like that. So are they, that's where if this were network television, you'd see that star going across the sky. The more you know. <laughs> so. Wow. Uh, so anyway, it, Link, Lincoln Businesses. Hmm? There's no giving away anything at Husker football games, man. It's a, it's an enormous enterprise, and that's why it's important that we have Husker football because $300 million goes into the Lincoln economy, and balloon guy is going to go broke if he can't sell balloons, regardless of what happens to the nonprofits and charities we're going to give that money to. I feel like that's a very specific number you just threw out there. John, would you like to uh, cross-promote and, and – uh, uh, tell our Five Heart Podcast listeners where you might have heard some uh, some uh, economic impact uh, figures uh, very recently from someone who's very knowledgeable about the economy, perhaps an economist. My God, that was a run-on sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did an interview with Dr. Ernie Goss out of Creighton. He's the probably the state's most well-known economist, and he used the figure $300 million. Uh, the last economic impact study that was done was done in 2014, and that was around 250 million. So it's only grown since then. And can I move on to Wisconsin now? And where could uh, where could they find that entire conversation between you and Dr. Ernie Goss, John? They could find it in our feed if they're subscribing to our podcast, which I hope they do, because we're trying to get better. Mm-hmm. Even even during these turbulent times, we are trying to provide you with a content that you find interesting. So subscribe to uh, the feed uh, on your favorite podcast platform, or you can find it on coordination.com, or you can find it on YouTube by searching for coordination. There you go. Yeah, you can do that. The more you know. Okay, Wisconsin. What about them? They're the Badgers. Well, we get them at home. On September 19th, and I'm sure, listen, I, I, in the process of running the website, I go all over social media. I look at Twitter. I look at Facebook. I look at Reddit. Uh, you know, I, Instagram, does it's not as angry. It's not as, you know, people just like stuff. But uh, you got, my God, Nebraskans have become gun shy about their football team, you know? Either that or it's just the angry, down, pessimist people that are posting, man, we'll probably never win a game. We won't win any games this year, man. man, man. You know, and then we got, we got Wisconsin coming up. They're picked to win the Big Ten West. And I don't have their schedule in front of me, but their schedule is pretty favorable. And it's also almost as if, Whoever arranged these schedules just said, well, we're going to go ahead and have Wisconsin and Ohio State win their prospective divisions, and then they'll be in the Big 12 or Big 10 championship game uh, because Wisconsin plays Indiana, Northwestern, Nebraska, Minnesota, Maryland, Purdue, some team I can't read because my eyes are too bad. Illinois, Michigan, Iowa, Rutgers. So what the hell? They don't play Ohio State. They don't play Penn State. Uh, Michigan. They do play Michigan. They play Michigan. Oh, they play Michigan? Okay, I missed that. And Ohio State's uh, schedule is Illinois, Rutgers, Purdue, Indiana, Nebraska, Michigan State, Michigan, Maryland, Penn State, Iowa. So, (laughs) But I mean, when you look at Wisconsin's schedule, I mean, 
Boo! Terrifying. My ass. You know? Anyway, that's enough about Wisconsin. I, Wisconsin still is the team to beat in the, uh, the our division. What is that division? The West. The last I checked. Yeah. You know, but who knows what's going to happen this season? And then we got uh, September 26th. We're at Iowa. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but I they're mean, probably not going to have any fans in their stands. Okay, I got a question for you. Okay, I've got if an you were putting this schedule together and you were like, I don't know, a Nebraska guy in charge of everything because you know, uh, I should be. Would you prefer to play Iowa first or Rutgers? Iowa. I want. I'd rather play Iowa first. I want to get their stench what, off I, of me by the I, by the holidays. Why would you say first? Because Iowa never is ready to go right out the shoots. Uh, you know, there there have been times when uh, there was a overtime game a few years ago with UNI um, when they darn near got knocked off. They do not play well in the early going. That's why they schedule so weak with their non-conference teams. And uh, But, yeah, I'd rather get them right off the shoot. And then, you know – then all that hate, you know, we can build up to that. We can just get that to a boiling point and just get it all out of our systems and, you know, just kick their ass and feel good for the rest of the season. For at least a year. Yeah. For the rest of the season, a year. Yeah. At the least. And like I said, I don't want to go to Thanksgiving smelling like Iowa. Okay, then we get uh, – we're at Iowa. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get October 3rd, Minnesota at home in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And, uh, John, you uh, have a lot of quality insight because you are uh, behind enemy lines. But Minnesota just had one of their uh, better players decide he was going to forego this season and instead kind of enter uh, the NFL draft early. Uh, yeah, I, I had an interesting, an interesting conversation at supper with uh, the Rotten Son, who attends the Rotten University, and uh, he said that uh, Rashad Bateman going to the NFL means they lost their cheat code, which is kind of true because if you remember last year they had Tyler Johnson, was it last year? I don't know. Tyler Johnson and Rashad Bateman were a pretty damn good combo in terms of receivers. Uh, so, I mean, Rashad Bateman being gone, they're going to have to find somebody else that's going to be an explosive deep threat. <clears throat> and I think that's why Nebraska, you know, last year we got beat up pretty badly physically, but we also were constantly worried about giving up the big play to them, and Rashad Bateman was a big reason for that. So I think Minnesota is interesting. I think their offense is going to be pretty good. Uh, their defense is going to be missing Anton Winfield Jr., who was a stud, and uh, probably the you know the core of their defense in terms of leadership. So I think that their lead, their defense will be drastically reduced. Their offense should still be pretty decent, and uh, there you go. That's my take on Minnesota right now. Other than God, could we please beat them? Because I I just would like to. Spend a year spitting on my son. 
maybe maybe not literally but you know figuratively hi loser fuck (laughs) you're gonna get a degree out of that loser university (laughs) yeah it'd be nicer degree at that loser university yeah all right so uh september 10th we go to ohio state uh because we have to play ohio state every year for the rest of our lives now it would seem that way <clears throat> and and here's the thing about that you need to understand uh people if, if you're nebraska fans and you look at this and you go why does the big 10 keep scheduling us against ohio state this seems horribly unfair uh the big 10 did that because nebraska is supposed to be good at football and when nebraska and ohio state meet it's supposed to be a blockbuster game like it was supposed to be last year when we had the big ESPN college game day show up and then fell flat on our faces in horrible fashion. Uh, will we do that this year? Uh, we don't know. Nobody knows. Maybe we'll play all offensive linemen for the game and, you know, it'd be fun to watch. <laughs> then we have a bye week. And I know this for a fact nobody in the history of football, has ever lost a game to the bye week. Could happen this year. Oh, shit, that's true. <laughs> you had to go there, uh, you, Bye week is just a, another way this year of, of saying, go out, get infected at a party. <laughs> that's what that means. And we got uh, at Northwestern, which means – you know, what Northwestern probably is going to have to do with their stadium is say, we are not going to allow any fans in our stadium all season because we're so fucking tired of other fans from other schools showing up and taking over our stadium. We just don't – we're going to go through one season where we have, like, only our fans in the stadium. There's going to be all 20 of them. They're going to be out there like, oh, we're social distancing. Like, you weren't doing that before, Northwestern, you bunch of shit asses. You know what I mean? Shit asses. I love shit asses. I love shit asses. Northwestern shit asses. Uh, You know what? I I will uh, petition the university to change their mascot to the shit asses. And their mascot running on the field will just be like a couple of butt cheeks with a little brown streak down the middle. Right. And then you could have Alex Jones running after him with a fork. (laughs) (laughs) okay october 31st halloween penn state at home in lincoln nebraska i like it i think i think that's exciting penn state looks you know they're just uh they're a formidable opponent and uh you know again if you're asking why do we have to play penn state from the crossover why couldn't we get uh, indiana we just lost to indiana last year why do we want to do it two years in a row yeah, screw Indiana. We should be playing Penn State all the time anyway. I mean, they are a, a team we've had a lot of good historical historical games with. Uh, Penn State, you know, should challenge Ohio State for the Eastern Division. And that game's on Halloween. Anything. I mean, if, it, it's a, if it's a full moon, all bets are off. That should be the game where they only let students in Memorial Stadium. I agree with that. Students only. The and entire student population for free. Yeah, and let them have the run of the place. Could that would be absolute insanity on Halloween night? I like it. Be, it. I would, I would, I would go as a student. I dress up as a student. Well, here's the thing, boys and girls. 
I'd wear a giant condom <laughs> to practice safe um, COVID responsibilities. I'd, I'd cut a hole in the condom so I could breathe, of course. But I'd wear a giant condom. It'd be the first time John's ever needed a giant condom. hey <laughs> Actually, that's not true, but, you know, we'll move on. Uh, but I was going to say, before things went the way they usually do on the 5 Hour Podcast, which is off the rails, 2020, anybody can be a student. You can be a non-traditional student. John, right. go get that. Uh, yes. Go, there you go. You can go. All you got to do is enroll in one class, John. Then you can show Sign up with your up student ID. Yeah, that's right. And then you can help rip down the goalposts and carry them to the Capitol building. Yeah. Just against like, Penn State, I'd be for that. You know, you were for it against Iowa State. Let's let's you know, let's raise the bar a little bit. I, I, I'd tear down any goalposts that we won anywhere. Okay. You know, John, what was that class that you had so much fun in? Was that statics or something like that back in the day? Was that uh, Wait, what do you mean? Oh, didn't you have a class that you had to take two or three times? God damn it! What'd you bring that up for? Well, you could. Now that you're older than why and wiser, you could just you know, no regrets. You could just take that class again, and you could prove to yourself that you know I'm I'm capable. Don't I let it beat do. you, John. Okay, you know what it was? It was statistics for engineers. Probability and statistics for engineers. The first time I took it, we had this Korean dude for a teacher. I couldn't understand a damn. There was a bunch of us sat in the back of the class, couldn't understand him. And I got really good at understanding accents. But, you know, he would say, chero, chero, chero. And it, he'd mean zero. But none of us would go, you know, and finally, like literally three weeks into the class, one of the guys in the back room screams, He's saying zero, and suddenly three weeks worth of lectures made sense to anybody. But I was terrible at probability and statistics for engineers. Maybe the problem was you were sitting in the back of class. Did you ever think about that, John? No, it wouldn't have mattered. I sat in the back because if I sat up front, he would hear me making fun of him, and that would have been really rude to the guys that were much better at that than I am. And, I, you know, I'm not rude all the time. And plus it was, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, so I got an F the first time and then I took it again and I got a D, which was a passing grade. And then I thought, I don't want a D on my final transcript for this fucking statistics class. And I took it one more time. I think I got a C. So I got better day by day. Why'd you bring that up? You son of a bitch. I just, it just was something that I thought if you want to be a student again, I, I, you know, I, I've just seen that cloud of that course hanging over your head your entire life. I mean, you were a much better student than that, John, you know? I was, I was. You know, if I was going to take a course right now, it'd probably be a course on uh, how to get away with murder and because you're living in Lincoln now, motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, we, uh, uh, what is it? November 7th, we got a bye week. And by the way, I just want to point out that by the time November 7th rolls around, the country of Russia has said that they will have vaccinated millions of people. And we will have had an election. Hydroxychloroquine. Which Russia by, gonna... by, by the time this bye week rolls around, fucking aliens, man. That's what I'm thinking. Aliens coming down from outer space. 
dinosaurs are rising out of tar pits in some place. I don't know. It's just, uh, lizard people erupting from the earth. It's, uh, everything's. If we get to this bye week and things are still going along with college football, I mean, it'll be like some kind of salvation to our, our mental processes that keeps us from all going completely batshit insane and, and literally just society falling. That's how important this is. You know, I know there's this people out there that go, I don't care if they have sports ever again. Well, fuck you. I don't care if you have book club ever again, motherfucker. <clears throat> okay. Uh, November 14th, we're at Purdue. And uh, I actually was looking forward to the season starting against Purdue because, you know, I don't know. There's something there's something I like about Purdue, as in winning against them. That would be nice. Uh, I mean, Purdue still trying to get their shit together with Jeff Brom. Uh, I didn't really look this stuff up, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Purdue, you know, we should win that. We should win that. We probably Will Diaco be feeling the strain by then? Yeah, that is – you're right. That is a Bob Diaco defense. And by then, the Purdue fans will be going, who is this crazy-ass shithead? Don't ever let him speak to the public, and we'll be fine. Uh, but the women will be going, could he take his shirt off? Yeah, he's one one good-looking man. He is. As long as he doesn't talk, he's fine. I thought he was good-looking, and, you know, I'm not into that. Uh, then we got – the last game of the regular season is Michigan State at home on November 21st. We get to start the 2019 season with a Mel Tucker coach team. We get to end the 2020 season with a Mel Tucker coach team. And I, I don't, I don't, you know, I haven't, I am slated to do a uh, interview with a Michigan State guy to find out more about their football team. But I don't think anybody – does anybody even know what Michigan State is doing other than defending themselves from massive amounts of lawsuits? Nope. Yeah, see, I uh, – you'd think that Mel Tucker would bring in some kind of offense where it wasn't the same, you know, pounding, drudgery, pro style. Maybe that's just who they are, though, you know. Maybe you can't change that quick. Can a, but, Spartan, can a Spartan really change its stripes, John? No, <clears throat> but the thing about Michigan state is we seem to have had their number. You know, everybody in the big 10 seems to have somebody else's ability to beat them when they really shouldn't, you know? And I think that we've done, I'm not a, I, I can't just reel off games off the top of my head, but obviously there's the one where Brandon Riley was pushed forcefully out of bounds and came back in to catch the winning touchdown pass. And uh, then, you know, there's other ones where we won, probably shouldn't have beaten Michigan State. But you know what I mean? I I, I like playing Michigan State, too, mostly because we tend to do decently against them. Well, uh, Nebraska's 9-2 and two against Michigan State all time. Oh, no wonder I like Michigan State. It's a great school, Michigan State, except for all the lawsuit thing. I don't want to imply that I'm – anyway um, – the, uh, then the, we have the a, two losses, we, one actually took place in 1995, and uh, the other one was 2014. So both on the road. Nebraska – wait a minute. Let me scratch that. I'm sorry. 2013-2014 were both losses. That There was one that looked – yeah, never mind. We didn't lose in 1995. 
Um, I didn't think so. Uh, I, I, yeah. So anyway, 2013-2014 were both L's, but uh, hey, we've won every other game. So there you go. I, I miss the days when, when, uh, and I wasn't even following college football in the days, but I, 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 I it, it's like a, uh, never mind. I'm not going to make that analogy. I'll piss people off. Um, but it's, uh, I, I'm nostalgic for something I didn't experience, and that was Nebraska consistently, consistently winning 50 something to teens. You know, I want those days back. Damn it. I want them back tomorrow. <laughs> That's kind of greedy. Do you disagree? <laughs> Do you disagree, John? Uh, you know, those games were okay. I I, I was going to say they weren't that fun, but by God, they were fun because you won and you beat the shit out of your opponent, and it was great fun. And you you just you know you just beat the shit out of them. Uh, anyway, uh, okay. Bye week on November 28th. The entire conference is on a bye week that weekend. That's Thanksgiving weekend. And then we move right into December 5th, the Big 12 championship game. Which game? Which is going to involve us and Ohio State and a rematch. The what? Big 10 championship game. Thank you. I don't know what conference we in. Uh, I, I, the old habits die hard. I miss the Big 8. No, I don't. Anyway, well, I do – because we won. But anyway, uh, the Big Ten championship game uh, between us and Ohio State in a rematch, and then uh, we beat Ohio State uh, like 24-22 to 22 on a last-second field goal because God finally looks at us and says, oh, I killed your special teams last year. This year they're going to do amazingly well, and you'll win all your games by field goals. I don't want to beat Rutgers by a field goal. I don't want to beat Illinois by a field goal. I sure as hell don't want to beat Iowa by a field goal. I want to beat Iowa by 40 points. Greed, greed, greed. It's not greed. It's enthusiasm. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, uh, it's, if anything else, it's more wrath than greed. <laughs> Because <laughs> I said I want to kick their no, neck in the dirt, but <laughs> grind their necks into the mud. So I I think it's interesting that when we you know for some damned reason, uh, probably because you know I'm involved in media, I have to go on Twitter every day just to see what people are talking about. And I really, if you if you don't have a need to go on Twitter, I really recommend you don't because it's not good for your mental health. Uh, but when I go on Twitter, apparently I've chosen to follow all these people that are media writers that are constantly bitching about the, the, the you know, the sport isn't worth a death and the, and the players don't want to play and the players are complaining and, oh, my God, this one player's mother is having a problem, you know. And there was a mother that did post, and I can't remember her name. I should have looked this up if I was going to mention her. Uh, she posted that her young son – I mean, who is a football player is age is having heart issues. And one of the symptoms of COVID is that you do get an inflamed heart. Right? Uh, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Inflamed, inflammatory problems. But, you know, none of these guys seem to have reported on players that want to play. You know what I mean? Nebraska players came out today on Twitter and, and started tweeting. They, they thought their school had done a good job of taking care of them and they want to play football. And you really haven't seen a lot of that. 
and I'm glad that Nebraska players did it, but I haven't seen a lot of it from media people either. It's, it's like this constant, uh, let's show all the shittiest things in the world possible. You know what I mean? If it bleeds, it leads, That's John. what media does, but it's like they're bleeding over on top of each other. It's like, can we be climb up on our ivy, ivory towers that I bring up again and again and get hypoxia and keep writing about moral superiority bullshit when really you're not covering a lot of this stuff. And I don't know if it's, you're not covering it because no, you're not talking to those people or you're not bothering with it. I don't get it. What do you think, Todd? I think the media has just become, I don't know what the right term is frustrated. um, You know, because there's, there's nothing happening. You know, they want an answer. They want to know. They want to know. And when when there has been that kind of information gap, uh, they I think started making making their own projections. You know, and and um, and it's probably not so much that they had something. They had to have something to write. I guess. You know, I think that they probably were thinking, well, geez, you know, we got to have a decision. We got to have a decision. And 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 quite honestly. You know, um, is the timing right now for a decision? Did the Big Ten have to make a decision now or could they have waited for, you know, the Big 12? They haven't really made a decision yet. Um, But I think that the media has just kind of, when there's no news, it seems like they create news. And there's, there's not a whole lot positive that they can write about. So their hypothesis has been, that we're not going to have a season or that it's, uh, it's too dangerous to have a season. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think everybody who pays attention to college football has been on a roller coaster, you know, and you know, yeah, we're going to play. No, we're not. Yeah. It looks like we're going to play. Oh no. You know I mean? There's just been, it's just been this up and down. And, you know, I, I think one of the problems is that there's so little control over there's so many factors that go into this and there's so little control. And, you know, when you look at some of these professional leagues that have been able to control players in a bubble and, you know, they've had some success MLS, you know, they've been playing that MLS's back tournament and they've, they've had success down there for the most part. They haven't had many problems. NBA, you know, they're rolling WNBA, they're going NHL is up in Canada. They're all playing, but they, they have, the ability to control a lot more than what college football can control. And um, I think that that's, you know, where the media kind of gets in and says, you know, is this really a good idea? Um, You know, for what it's worth, that's kind of what I think. I feel like um, maybe in the NCAA, you got a situation of too many cooks in the kitchen, you know, you've got uh, the commissioner of the Pac-12 or the Big Ten or the SEC or the ACC or uh, the other one, the Big 12, and they're all having their own different opinions where in the NHL you have one commissioner. In the Ma- Major League Baseball you have one commissioner. I mean, he's a moron, but you have one commissioner. Uh, you've got one commissioner in the NBA, uh, you know, NFL, uh, you know, th- there's one guy who's, you know, at least trying to – implement an idea. Now, the only difference there is you also have the uh, players associations who obviously have their opinions and and want their voices heard. But I mean, you look at now, like what's going on in the PAC 12, uh, there's, there's a group of, you know, young people who want their voices heard and uh, it could really impact, 
uh, the the landscape of not just the Pac-12, but you know potentially uh, college athletics as we know it. Yeah, I think that that you know my opinion is that's worth keeping an eye on. I think it's kind of I, I don't know what it's got for legs and and how you know how much it's going to impact. But you know, I was listening you know on the sports talk the other day, and Jay Billis has thought that okay, this is the first time. It's not going to be the last time. You know, this Pac-12 effort. Um, hopefully, it um, puts some better safeguards up for the student athletes as far as their safety and protection with COVID-19. And maybe it gives um, some more strength to the, um, the naming rights, um, name, image, and license. Um, maybe it gives more strength to that. Uh, but, you know, the thing that kind of popped up the other day is that, you know, there has been some conversation that if, you know, the NCAA was to say to division one schools, there's not going to be a fall season and they really can't do that for football. You know, that the power five would break away and do their own thing. Well, there's, I would agree with what you said, Greg, there needs to be some authority. There needs to be a commissioner of, of college sports, in my opinion, or college football. Maybe each sport needs a commissioner or something. I don't know. But um, those five Power Five conferences, they can't see it eye to eye on anything. And um, it would be nice if there was that central authority, if you will. You mean, isn't that Mark Emmert? Not with football, not with Division One football. NCAA has no authority over the Power Five conferences. Oh, that's that's true. They, that's true. They don't. Yes, it is kind of funny because it and to that end, I I wonder, and I'm I'm probably making a, a logic leap here, uh, but if that's the case, then that would almost strengthen a potential return of something like NCAA football. Maybe you only have you know the Power Fives to choose from, but you get something because it's not you know, and, and everybody gets a little piece of the pie. And the NCAA doesn't get jack squat. You don't even have to call it NCAA football; just college football, EA Sports, college football, twenty twenty three or whatever. Oh my know. God, this is a rabbit hole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You wanted to bring up something about high schools. We did because uh, Iowa and Nebraska, or let me rephrase: Nebraska and Iowa are two states that we know of that are still having football in the fall. I live in Illinois and it was announced that uh, high school football, girls volleyball, boys soccer were all going to uh, be uh, moved to the spring. Everything else uh, stayed as it was, including wrestling, which a lot of people were like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Wrestling's, you know, you're in, you're sharing space with somebody, you know, but that one's uh, staying put in the winter uh, for now. Um, And about a second after that was announced, there was a four-star uh, football player. I don't know. can't remember his name. Uh, I just know he's from up north. He said, I really appreciated my time at this school in Illinois, but if I can't play football in the fall, I'm going to transfer to a school in Iowa. So that's what he's doing. And there yeah, been- it's, it's, I think it's kind of an interesting phenomenon, and having you know been a, a principal and an activities director in Iowa – 
for quite a few years um, and having to deal with all sorts of interesting transfer situations and high school recruiting and, and whatnot. Um, I'm really kind of fascinated by it. And then, you know, Minnesota, they have moved football to the spring, football and volleyball to the spring. Um, California, there's, I think, like eight states now that have all made that decision. And what really struck me is that right away um, there was this player that you mentioned. I think he went to Nazareth High School. That's the one. Nazareth was um, – I think they were the 7A runners-up last year, and they have all sorts of, of players. I think uh, they've got a quarterback that committed to play at Michigan, and he's going to go to Florida and play at the IMG Academy. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, so I, I read about this guy from Illinois. He's going to go to West Des Moines Valley, which is uh, a parochial school in Des Moines. They have won the last five or six state championships in the biggest class in Iowa in a row. They – um, Tom Wilson's the coach there and, and they just have been a juggernaut. And then a day later, I see this kid from California has gone on social media and announced that since California is not going to play this fall, he's moving to Iowa and he's going to go to West Des Moines Valley. Well, as the crow flies, Valley and Dowling are probably about two miles away. They share the same stadium and um, they've played each other in the state championship games on more than one occasion. And I thought, oh, my goodness, you know, open the floodgates and the rich are just going to get richer. Um, but then uh, they had an article where uh, Bettendorf in the Quad City, southeastern Iowa, they've had a very strong football program. And as soon as Illinois announced, um, the head football coach down there started getting phone calls from families in Illinois asking what they needed to do for their sons to be able to play football at Bettendorf High School in Iowa. Um, and then the last one I thought was really interesting, and this is because I, you know, I'm, a, I'm an Iowa State fan too. Um, the number one recruit in the state of Colorado, his name is Jake Rubley, and uh, his dad was T.J. Rubley, who was a quarterback at Iowa State, and he was uh, from Davenport. He was one of six boys that were all quarterbacks. Um, but anyway, this Jake Rubley goes to Highlands Ranch High School and. He has been on social media saying that he is looking to transfer to West Des Moines Valley as oh well. Oh my God! I and, am uh, the state of football. What the hell? Yeah, uh, yeah. Go figure. And and then and two of his teammates from Highlands Ranch may be joining him, you know, and moving to West Des Moines to play football. I just I just think, oh my God! You know, this is just this is just ridiculous. So, have we heard of anybody yeah. coming into Nebraska? I mean, fuck well, Iowa. The Nebraska part of it is um, they were the NSAA, the governing body over here. Um, they had a, well, the uh, commissioner didn't want to call an emergency meeting, but it was an unscheduled meeting on Monday. And uh, they wanted to talk about um, just making sure that um, everybody was on the same page with starting the fall seasons in Nebraska on time. And they were also going to address the issue of transfers because in Nebraska, um, after there's a date in May that if, if, if you don't make a decision to transfer before that, then the only way that you can transfer and play uh, football is what we're talking about in the fall is if your family moves to the district so that you can play. And now all of a sudden um, 
you know, people are con- wondering, okay, what about all these out-of-state kids? And um, so they were supposed to be talking about the transfer situation, but, you know, whether they did or not, I don't know, because nothing was in the media about it, um, whether they were going to make adjustments to their transfer rule or whether they were going to uh, loosen them a little bit. Um, but, you know, the people out in the western part of the state, um, some of those schools out there, I assume, might play against Colorado schools. And if they're not playing football, they might have to scramble to play games. But then again, there might be some Colorado kids out there in the West that, you know, want to move across the border or play play football across the border. So it'll have an effect on Nebraska, too. There's too many good high school football programs in Nebraska. You know, somebody's going to look at playing at them. If they're allowed by these people that want to make rules. Yeah, there you go. But, you know, and the other dynamic in Nebraska with high school is kind of interesting is that um, Omaha Public Schools, and there are six high schools in Omaha Public, and um, Omaha Burke has been a really good football team the last few years. You know, the Hickman and Henrich um, were two kids that came in as freshmen last year from Burke um, with the with the Cornhuskers. Uh, but Omaha Public, they shut down all off-season athletic work. Um, a couple weeks ago, and they said, no, you're not going to use school facilities to do this. And there's some question as to whether or not Omaha Public Schools, whether they're going to start on the first day that they can start practices like every other uh, school district in the state. And so now parents in Omaha are saying, well, if our kids don't have a chance to play and it's too late to transfer, how is that fair to our kids? Um, You know, and Stu Pospisil in the World Herald, he's talking well, there might be lawsuits. You know, the parents might be suing Omaha public schools if they don't allow their kids to have sports. Um, so it's, I'd, I'd sue them. I'd sue them in a heartbeat. I mean, if I had extra cash and uh, you know, my kid had a chance to, yeah, I mean, you know, in a lot of ways people look at this and they go, why is this so important? I don't know. Maybe because we charge these kids $50,000 a year, $30,000 a year to go to college. If you looked at me and said, my son's going to earn a scholarship. I don't give a damn about your pandemic. It's still a lot of money when my kid isn't at a high risk to to get infected and have a problem with it. Absolutely, you can't just look at it and say, "Well, that that this sports is too important." Well, fuck you and your music major scholarship or your math major scholarship. Throw those away, okay? And then tell yourself that that's not important. That's where these parents sit. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And you know when you look at the fact that at least in Omaha public schools, there have been quite a few division one athletes, you know, every year there's division one football players that do come out of the Omaha schools, you know, Burke central North, um, you know, have had some good players in recent years Um, for those kids not to have a football season and everybody else in the state of Nebraska gets to play. How, you know, how does that work? It doesn't. That's why we're suing. (laughs) I think Greg has either died or okay. I just wanted to, uh, I I wanted to issue an apology to all the music majors and math majors out there. Why? I didn't insult them. I insulted their parents. Oh, okay. That's fine. I hope. All the parents of the, wait, isn't you, isn't isn't one of your children? Wait, 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 no, hold on. Isn't one of your children a music major? No. I thought they're, but they're musically inclined. No, he didn't go in the band. Actually, his girlfriend was a marching band. She just graduated. She's taking her MCAT. She's getting into medical schools, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the Rotten Son is an applied math major. 
Oh, okay. He's so, the last one left. So, so we can we can blame or we we can apologize to the parents of the math major. Then you should apologize. Well, to I mean, here here's the thing: if you're a parent of a math major or an applied math major or a biochemistry major, which was my daughter, uh, and and you look at it and go, well, these scholarships are important to us, and you look over there and see people playing sports and think sports isn't important. Well, screw you. You know, and the other thing about this is this college sports provides a lot of opportunities to people to get into college that weren't going to get in otherwise. So when you get these people out there going, we shouldn't have college football. Okay, fine. What are you going to do with all them kids that got to play and go get a, a, a higher education because they got the opportunity to do that? And don't give me this bullshit about we're going to admit them into school anyway because you're not. Because your schools are so caught up in their U.S. World News ratings and their SAT rankings and shit like that, that they're never going to provide opportunities to kids to, to fail if they can academically. And sometimes you should be providing the opportunity for people to fail because they don't. They do well, and then we get, like, better innovation in America. And once again, you people that hate college sports, you bunch of fucking communists. There you go. I brought that around. We've come full circle here on the five podcast. Thanks, John. What would we do uh-huh. without you? I don't know. We wouldn't <laughs> smile as much. We wouldn't laugh as much. Wait a minute. I did want to ask one more question. I had a discussion, possibly an argument, on Sunday, I think it was, with my wife and rotten son about Iowa State baseball tournaments. In which those got played. Yes, they did. Okay. And then did Nebraska play their baseball state tournaments? No, Nebraska, um, mm-hmm. most of Nebraska baseball at the high school level is with uh, the American Legion. Uh-huh. And on, an, on a national perspective, the American Legion Association decided they were not going to sponsor baseball this summer. That being said, in Nebraska, they went ahead and had a Legion season where the Legion teams did play against each other. And uh, they had a tournament up in Omaha last weekend. Um, I'm not sure if it was any kind of a state tournament or something like that, but I do know I was in Omaha zipping around different schools last weekend, and they were playing baseball at some of those, um, some of those schools. So, yes, they did, but it wasn't nearly as organized or to the extent as Iowa high school baseball and softball. Okay, so here's the question. If we're going to play, we can play Iowa high school baseball tournaments. I don't see anybody writing massive articles about the immorality and the, oh, my God, we're going to put people at harm and people screaming. And I did see photos of uh, some Iowa State baseball tournament game in which people definitely were not social distancing. I didn't really see a lot of people covering and screaming about that. We have not heard about mass infections and overrunning of death and things. No, there's, there's actually quite a bit of data out there that shows that they had, they were successful on, in most fronts, you know, there, I don't remember the numbers exactly, but there were quite a few baseball and softball teams who they were impacted or their seasons were interrupted to some extent because of the virus. They might've had to, well, the number one team in the state in the big schools, Southeast Polk in baseball, they they had to shut down before the state tournament, before the state tournament series, because they had an outbreak on their team. 
But in terms, did anybody associated with the baseball and softball teams die? No. Um, 94, 95% of the schools that started the season finished the season. Um, so, you know, there, there's that kind of data out there. But what, what I can tell you is that um, in the baseball tournament, and I'm, I'm wondering if you saw pictures from baseball or softball, John, because at the baseball tournament, they played that at the big stadium in Des Moines, and they literally um, uh, zip, zip-tied seats shut, you know, to try to enforce the social distancing. Okay. So when you saw the kind of like the overview pictures of the baseball tournament, um, there was pretty good social distancing for the most part, pretty good social distancing there. Softball tournament was just absolutely not. It went out the window and, you know, the association, they didn't even give lip service. You know, it was that we encourage you to keep social distance. Was that but, at Fort Dodge? Yeah, it was at Fort Dodge. Okay, it was softball then. Yeah, people were sitting on top of each other just like they do in a normal year. And people weren't wearing masks, um, you know. Sit on top of each other in Iowa. Well, uh, yeah, that's a figure. figure what the hell's going on over there in Iowa? <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if nobody cared because, not to disparage these fine, you know, athletic associations, but there's no money involved, you know, and there's no big bad corporation or perceived corporation to go after if somebody does, you know, contract the virus or you know, worse. So, you know, if, if it's, you know, a major league baseball game or NBA or, and you know, a college football game and well, you know, the restrictions were loosened to hear it, you know, Mississippi state and, you know, two people or 20 people came down with the virus and, you know, one person, God forbid died. Well, then there's, there's a, there's an entity that you can, you know, litigate, but you can't really do that at a, you know, state you know softball thing especially when they oh we do encourage you to social distance and but, wear a mask you know, this is true when you uh climb up on an ivory tower in the uh, school of journalism when you're climbing up your ivory tower to shoot at things one of those things has to be a boogeyman <laughs> so you're, you're that's a very good point greg i don't get them very often john i appreciate you taking the time yeah to I, I don't do that very much maybe i'll do it more thank you but, uh, you have to come up with good points, you fucker. Ah, pow! And we're back. Yeah. Uh, did we? I think we covered everything we had to cover. Did we not, gentlemen? Probably. Good. Yeah, we talked about food. Yeah, there you go. All right. The only other topic, if we talked about food, we got to talk about beer. You guys had any good drinks lately? No. <laughs> I had something that, you know, I'm not usually um, that far out on the edge, but uh, there's a brewery out in Broken Bow, Kincader or something like that. Um, I'm not sure if that's the right name. And I, they had, um, I saw, I bought a six pack of something called Devil's Gap. And uh, it's an ale with jalapeno and raspberry. And I figured, what the heck? Um, I've purchased the only six pack of Devil's Gap that I'm I'm going to purchase. It has <laughs> all been it has all now all been consumed. Perhaps jalapeno lovers would uh, enjoy it. 
I'm not necessarily a jalapeno lover, um, <laughs> but I thought I'd try it anyway. And it was interesting, but we'll move on to something different uh, the next time. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Uh, uh, I also have not been partaking of uh, of beverages because I've been putting on a few LBs in the last uh, four to six weeks. And I don't know if you all know this or not, but beer kind of adds to that. So trying to cut down... Um, it's not working. I mean, it's not helping. I'm still putting on LBs. Uh, I found that the sedentary job that I have now, while it's beneficial for me health-wise in the long run, it's not doing much for the scale. So I will, uh, I got to figure out a way to burn calories. And unfortunately going on that uh, big 10 virtual 5k over the weekend, I don't think I burned too many calories. So, and then I had Chick-fil-A for lunch and it it was all (laughs) out the window. So, well, kudos to you guys and, and everybody else that participated in that. I thought that was pretty cool, and I thought it was neat that um, it was posted on the website. And uh, that, was, that was good. I'm glad I'm glad people participated in that. I didn't, but I thought it was cool that, that you guys did and the other people It's part of, the, part of my new campaign to become an obnoxious, healthy guy. So you know, well, people do not like obnoxious, healthy guys. <laughs> I say you're already obnoxious. Did they guy. ever like me when I was drunk all the time? Yeah. <laughs> well, and I like you when you're not drunk, but obnoxious, healthy guy, th- those are assholes. But wait, you wanna... I guess you're just fine, John. <laughs> I have yogurt. There you go. That's my obnoxious, healthy statement. The, the the only thing is if, if you go full vegan and start doing crossfitting, then we're just going to kick you off the podcast <laughs> yeah so. being vegan which is what i call it because it drives my kids nuts and they always they always try to connect they correct me <laughs> god it's you know english is, is so difficult for me uh it just sounds like a lot of work i mean you got to check on everything i don't check you know what i mean it's kind of like going to the gas station and going well burrito sushi i don't know is it gonna kill me good that, I'm not going to look at the ingredients. I mean, if you're going to buy this stuff and eat it, why would you look at everything that's in it and then suddenly freak out about it, you know? I clearly don't, John. <laughs> okay, there you go. All right. That'll do it for this episode of the Five Heart Podcast. Uh, again, in no particular order, we appreciate Todd for being here with us uh, this week, and, uh, and we'll have him on again. Well, it, all right, so I don't know what it looks like on your screen, John, the recording screen. On my screen, Todd's on the bottom. You're to my – actually, yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's good, and we'll be saying that in just a few weeks when college football returns to our television sets. Looking forward to it. For our founder and fearless leader, John Dam Johnston, I'm Greg Mahachko, reminding you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need. John? Go Big Red, please. Todd, you haven't come up with the sign-off yet? I don't have a sign-off yet, but um, I'm ready for football. Are you ready for some football? Nope, can't use that. That's trademarked.